Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a very, very long time since I've done interview with Rome, and this is going to be a, a, a bit of a challenge and something different for um, for you guys, for you listeners. I want to thank you guys for always um, supporting, and for those of you who are new, thank you for, for listening. I hope you enjoy the show enough that you'll want to listen to this one amongst the other shows that are being done, but um, today's guest on Interview is a very very special guest and the funny part is we've never even met before but um, we, uh, it was a funny story how we met uh, a, buddy, a buddy of mine um, Evan Hunt lives in um, lives up in uh, Minot uh, North Dakota is like a like a big brother to me and uh, another one of our good friends um, Jay Philly matter of fact from you know from the Jay uh, from the what is it the Jay and Rome presents hip-hop veterans um, we you know we all we all grew up together in the Air Force, and um, we were just on the Zoom. We had, we had like a Zoom party. I was like, Evan was throwing like a Zoom party. He was at ICR. Shout out to ICR there in uh, Minot. It's a, uh, I forget. I'll have Coco explain uh, when I, after I get her on to explain what the fuck ICR actually is. Because I, I just know it. I don't know. I, to me, it seems like a biker club or some shit. I mean, for, for me, yeah, he was. it was a Zoom party. And um, we were getting fucked up, like we were, <laughs> we were fucking uh, taking shots of all of all sort. I think I had Malibu. Yeah, I was I was taking a shot. Whatever, whatever was gonna be was gonna come out. I was gonna drink it. And it was just this one individual, this girl, and she she kept drinking too. So I was like, all right, we'll go shot for shot. Fuck it, let's do it. And that individual is none other than Miss Courtney Ramirez, better known as Coco. So. Coco, thank you for being on this new rendition of Interview with Rome. I'm very grateful to have you on. So I'll let you uh, explain who, like, who is, um, who's Courtney? Who's Coco? (laughs) Well, I'm a mom of two beautiful kids. I am an independent single mother. Um, I'm a survivor of life, um, of abuse, physical, mental, sexual. Um, nonetheless, and that's what has made me me and strong and the person that I am. All right, cool, cool. First, first off, I'm sure the listeners want to want to know is um, one how old, how old are you? I just turned 32 a week ago. Oh, 30 30, 30 plus club. <laughs> yes, sir. Good shit. Good shit. Oh, okay. So, how do you like living right now? So, I'm from California. I'm from Southern California, by yeah. so Oceanside. Uh, Riverside County, Ventura County, you know, Malibu. So, no offense to Minot, but Minot is just, it ain't shit. Not compared to California. When I first moved up here, I hated it. And uh, I was just so used to being able to, you know, do so many things like go to the beach whenever I wanted to, go to uh, amusement parks whenever I wanted to, go to comedy clubs and arcades and just endless activities, you know. And um, so, when I moved up here, it was a bit of a culture shock. Uh, for sure but my sister lived up here and she was going through a really bad breakup and then I was going through my divorce and I just couldn't get out of that abusive relationship I believe and then something pulled me back and so then I ended up going you know to Minot and then I met these group of friends and uh, they said that Minot is what you make it and so then I learned to love it 
um, because it really is what you make it, you know, like life is what you make it as well. And um, so I just decided to be better, be a better person uh, and change my outlook. And it's done nothing but wonders and provide a better life for me and my kids. Um, going back to California uh, this past couple weeks, I've really missed home. And now I have like that might not isn't anything anymore but you know what it is it is what you make it you know it really is and i'm really missing home so right now might not isn't anything (laughs) so what was it like growing up in california it was it was like a lot of fun i played soccer i actually i played a lot of sports soccer was my main one so i traveled a lot um i went to the beach a lot um where i grew up it was mainly like a very uh latin community and um I am Mexican, but I look very white. And so, um, and my parents didn't teach me any Spanish. So I got bullied a lot and I had to defend myself a lot uh, growing up, you know, cause I was this white girl in this Mexican community claiming that I was Mexican, but couldn't talk Spanish. Um, so it was, it was a little tough, but the, you know, soccer was my escape. The beach was my escape. Um, I started doing hiking and um, getting, you know, myself out of that situation and just making a better life, um, you know, for myself in California, but there's so much to do and you can do everything in the same day. If you want to go to the mountains, you can go to the mountains. And then if you want to go to the beach, you know, you can go to the beach and it's only hours apart, you know, in a drive as to we're out here, you know, if you want to go to the lake, you got to travel like two or three hours. Um, and then it only snows in the winter. So yeah, I was, I was raised in the beautiful Southern California. So I want to go back to this bullying thing you used to go through being, you know, I guess consider looking like you're white, mm-hmm. but not, not speaking, um, not, not speaking Spanish. What type of things would the, I guess, would you, would they say to you? Um, that I don't belong. They would call me privileged. Um, they would always ask like, how does it feel to be so privileged? How does it feel, you know, to be um, the superior white girl in a Mexican community? And they always said like, you think you're just so special because you know, the color of your skin. And um, I I mean, I took the same classes they did. I played the same sports that they did. I was wearing Payless shoes. So I don't know what gave them you know, like that idea. Um, you know, that I was privileged or whatever just because of the color of my skin. And so um, it was always like white people don't belong here, you know, to go up further north where white people belong. I'm a disgrace to Hispanics and I'm trying, I'm pretending to be Hispanic because I live in a Hispanic community, you know, because I always told them like, I'm not white. Um, I'm Mexican, I'm Nicaraguan, I'm Italian uh, because I didn't know Spanish. And then they would just be like throwing insults in Spanish. You know, I knew some of the bad words and stuff. And I was always called um, Juarita and everything else. And I mean, like I made it, like it gave me like tough skin and everything. Um, But definitely, definitely had to fight a lot, you know, to prove myself that I belonged, you know, in the place that I grew up. Yeah, that's uh, that, that does sound like a very interesting upbringing. Now, let me ask you: Is there any particular bully that we need to talk about right now that you remember? <laughs> no, it was pretty even across the ground. Um, definitely in soccer, there was a lot of fights because um, I was I was really good, you know, at soccer too. I wasn't a natural, like I had to work hard, but I became like one of the best, you know, in the leagues that I played in and they hated, you know, um, they, 
I was told that it was a Mexican sport. <laughs> and I just, I could not convince them, you know, like I wasn't good because I was Mexican. I was good because I was out there, you know, um, hours on end. I practiced every single day, you know, everything that I could. And my dad helped coach me and I had very great coaches and I practiced seven days a week, you know, and they just, they couldn't, they didn't like that. I can either outdo them or I can keep up with them, you know, because like like they had told me, like it's a very it's a Mexican sport and that I just I didn't belong like I didn't belong in the community. I didn't belong with them. I didn't, you know, so they would play so dirty like it wasn't even soccer anymore. It was um, like rugby, you know, and so mm. I had to start signing up for myself and, you know, learning how to take tackles and how to tackle back and, you know, pretty much like I'm here to stay this is like my house too you know like you're not gonna bully me out of nowhere yeah that's some that's some wild shit to deal with you know as you know as a kid that's very you know being very young because how, how old were you when that bullying started um I was seven god damn mm -hmm. so like you know what I'm saying just being being that young and and being being bullied I'm sure it had some profound effect uh, on, on you mentally and I'm sure you know you you learned like you said you got tougher skin because of it but I'm sure it caused a lot of trauma for you you know what I'm saying throughout yeah. life and you know maybe a sense of resentment maybe even towards some of your own people you know um, what I'm saying very you know much I mean? so unfortunately um I became a bully and um I I mean I was mean you know and it wasn't even just the bullying that made me mean I didn't understand um a lot of stuff that I was going um, through but I, I, you know, part of standing up for yourself is, is fighting back. And I, when I was 18, I, I became, you know, one of the biggest bullies in the places that I lived. And at the time I didn't realize how ugly it was, you know, until like I had my son and that's when I realized like, man, I need to change. Like, this is ugly. This is not me, you know, but, and, but I felt like I had to, like, I had to be tough I had to you know be a bitch like I had to um do all that because I wasn't gonna let people like walk all over me I wasn't gonna let people beat on me I wasn't you know just gonna give in so I mean it sounds like you did it out of survival which you know no one can knock you for that mm -hmm. and I, I would say that a lot of bullies probably had to do that too they probably got they probably bullied somebody because they were bullied you know what I'm saying it's mm -hmm. just like this uh it's toxic energy that keeps getting passed on from person to person, and um, you know, I mean, like I said, you got you 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 took the uh, you took the good with the bad, you know what I'm saying, out of it, you know what I mean? Like it, it made you it made you stronger, it made you be able to deal with this, um, to to withstand a lot, you know what I mean? And um, I'm I'm just glad that you're you know you're still here today to tell you you know to be able to tell your story. Now I want to go back to like again that night. Um, of us doing like the like the Zoom party. What the, what the fuck was you drinking? I was drinking cognac, actually. Oh shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Presti prestigious. Yo, like he was like shots. I was like, all right, shots. <laughs> he was drinking. Yeah, you kept. Yeah, you just kept <laughs> typing it. And you know what was funny about that shit was that I was yelling loudest. I didn't realize that me and Phyllis could be heard. I thought I only. <laughs> I don't know for my, I, you know, again, I'm, I, I'm not the Zoom, I'm not Zoom friendly. So I'm thinking that only me and Phillips can hear each other. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm yelling loud as a motherfucker because I'm, because at this point I'm intoxicated. And I didn't know that all of you guys could hear me. And the damn DJ even said, hey, we had to mute y'all because 
Y'all fuckers is talking too loud. I like, oh, <laughs> my, my bad. I'm still drinking. I'm still drinking, nigga. You know, that's that's really what uh, really what happened. But it was it was it was it was a good time, and I'm glad that you know what I'm saying. Like I said, we was able to connect. You know what I'm saying that night, and um and, and be in communication. And then once we you know got on the subject of mental health, which I'm sure we'll um dabble into soon in this interview, but like just realizing that yeah you're right like we mentioned before the before actually recorded we might be related for a lot of the things that you know what i'm saying that we uh that we did experience uh i mean i was bullied but not like i, I wouldn't i wouldn't say to that to that extreme you know what i mean but like just the things we you know we saw um or are dealt with growing growing up and then real and then realization at a later age and seeing that effect that you know that trauma you know has on us you know of course we talk uh, you know text all the time like as far as like things that we go through especially like with you going through you know your toxic relationship me going through toxic relationships and and you know where and just where all that you know even comes from and that's the that's the root of um of recovery is trying to figure out where what's the origin you know what i mean right. so it's uh I, I guess i'll ask you how, how do you feel like I know you said you got out of a um you know I, I of course I know because we talk but like you got out of a toxic marriage mm-hmm. what do you think like led you to be attracted to such toxicity it just goes back to growing up um my my family I was gonna say my mom but not just my mom my family you know they're just very everything was like very critical you know and um it was just a lot of negativity and so it was normal to me uh, right activity and it was what i know it's what i was comfortable with um you know i didn't have a lot of affection growing up uh, my mom worked two jobs and she was never around and you know she had a rough upbringing um her mom had a rough upbringing so it just it's a circle of you know just toxic um circle of life um, you know, and so it's, it seemed normal. It, it was, it was normal, you know? And so he was what I knew, you know, he, like I was sarcastic. I was mean, you know, he was, he met my sarcasm and I feel like I have a very strong attitude or, or personality, you know, and it takes someone just as strong, um, to not necessarily handle, but to accept it and just kind of, you know, like it's like be there for me in in a sense you know and then when i was younger my my brother was on drugs like on and off on drugs and he would like pick on my little brother and so i would like kind of cause the fights and stuff you know because i was protecting my little brother and he laid hands on me and he you know he whooped my ass he was taller than me he was stronger than me mm-hmm. he was on drugs and so you know the first time that um, my ex-husband laid a hand on me. I, I didn't even bat an eye. I didn't. It wasn't like, oh, leave this man. You know, it was just like, man, like, what did I do that was so bad that made him angry? You know, and I was like, man, like, I need to change my attitude because, like, I just made him hit me. You know, but that's how I was raised. I made my brother hit me because, you know, like I said, I was I was protecting my little brother. You know, and he said he's like, oh, I'll hit a woman, you know, like I'll hit you, like I've hit you before, and yada yada yada. But I mean, I'm like, I'm a I'm a protector, you know. Like I've always been like the mom of my brothers and sisters, um, and I did everything to protect, you know, my little brother and sister. My little brother was six 
years younger than my, you know, older, well, he's younger than me, but the older boy, and he couldn't defend himself, you know? And so everything that my marriage was, was just very normal. You know, um, my mom would just like say things, um, you know, that are like very mean and like call me names and stuff. And I always joked, like, I thought my name was bitch for the longest time. Cause that's how I, you know, that's what my mom called me. Um, that's what a lot of people call me. Uh, and so when he did it, it just, it didn't phase me. It didn't, you know, um, it, it didn't strike any red flags. Right. And then I was telling you like, you know, being Catholic and stuff like we're like designed to know, like, this is, you know, like you have to deal with it. Like your husband is the head of the household, whatever he says goes and however he treats you, you know, goes and, you know, you only marry like one time and there's no divorcing, you know? And so I made my, I made myself believe he made me believe like I deserved it, you know, cause I was like, man, like maybe I don't have to open my mouth and maybe he won't hit me next time. So let me, let me ask you this with that. Let's say, you know, the, the ideology of Catholicism that says not to leave and just dealing with so much like pain, I was sound, you know, it sounds like, you know what I mean? And trauma. Did you, did you ever have any suicidal thoughts of any sort? Absolutely. I did. Especially around the time that I had my son. Um, it was, it was really hard. And I can remember this one night the most, and I will never forget it. Um, I, my son was crying, you know, he was hungry and I was just laying in bed, just crying and, and, I did, like I wanted to end my life, you know, like I I started to think like, man, like it, life doesn't have to be this cruel, but yet here I am like living this cruel life. Like, you know, it would just be better if I didn't exist. And so uh, the more that my son cried, um, I, I had to yell at myself. I had to tell myself, like, get your fucking ass up, bro. Like the, your infant is crying like you're, he needs like milk. He needs to have a bottle and here you are like crying like a little bitch you know um feeling sorry for yourself and like i had to be hard on myself but i definitely definitely had suicidal thoughts and so from that day forward i promised my little like two month old son like as long as i can breathe i will take care of you and i'll never like i will always choose life you know and i made that promise to him and you know, throughout the years, you know, suicidal thoughts have still like crossed my mind. But, you know, I just I remember back to that day, like my kids need me because if they don't have me, then what do they have? Nobody. They have an abusive father that they, you know, would have to go back to. And I will be damned if my kids have to go through that. Let me let me ask you this for those that are listening and that might be in the very same predicament that you that you went through. How did you how did you get how did you get over it? What 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 was what was the light bulb that went off for you? It was like I gotta get the fuck out of this shit. I had a girlfriend come over with her two kids, and for whatever reason, you know, things do happen for a reason. And for whatever reason, she was three hours late, and um, you know, I, I was stressing out about it because she's a very strong individual. And then as soon as she um, said she was on her way my ex-husband had texted me you know he had got off early from work you know so my friend came over and i i'm like trying to figure out how am i gonna tell her like nicely like i'm so sorry but like you have to leave with you know trying to hide 
you know, my husband's actions at the time, you know, like I, I hid my entire marriage. I hid that he was abusive to me. I hid, I painted this beautiful picture of our, you know, marriage. And so I was like trying to figure out like, how do I tell her like, Hey, like we can't hang out. And so she got there and then she, you know, was able to put the, put the pizzas down. And seconds later, my ex-husband walked through the door and she said, hi, my name is, you know, so-and-so. And he just like grunted at her, like didn't even say hi, grab, it was payday and he grabbed my paycheck and he walked out the door and he texted me, she better be gone by the time I get back from the bank. And uh, my son was five at the time, turning six. And he was like in this like standing seizure, like he was panicking and he yeah. told her like, I'm so sorry, like, thank you for the pizza. He goes, but you have to go. He's like, my mom is gonna get in trouble. You're gonna get my mom in trouble. Um, I don't want, you know, daddy to do anything to my mom but you guys have to leave my daddy doesn't like you know my mom hanging out and then i i was so heartbroken i was so devastated because i honestly felt like i was doing such a good job of hiding you know as long as my kids were okay and as long as they didn't see their mommy being hurt like everything would be okay you know because like the catholic religion like you just stick with your family they your dad you know um they grow up with a mother and a father um and at the time I, I wasn't fully aware what the word like bastard meant you know but it was kind of ingrained like they would be bastard children even though like well my son uh we i got pregnant with my son you know before i was married but we got married when i was four months you know but it was it was later on that i had learned the correct term of that and i didn't want that because my grandma always called me a bastard child you know and it just it sounds so bad you know um, until you like really learn what it is and it's just like, I mean, it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> um, but I just, I didn't want that for my children and the Catholic religion and my parents, you know, uh, my parents stay together through a very toxic relationship and they're still together. Um, and so I, I just, I feel like I almost didn't know any better, but once I saw like that fear in him, you know, you just become that mama bear you got to protect your kids and and that's when the protective instinct came in and and that's when i i knew i had to leave and it wasn't for me um it was you know for my kids to give them a better future and they need their mom you know and if i would have stayed who knows if he would you know gone through with his death threats you know because he had them and um like it was like premeditated murder because he told me like for detail and um so I was like, I got to survive. I got to be there for my kids. I got to let them know like, this is not okay. You know? And then I started thinking like, what if my daughter was in that situation or my son? Like I, I would, you know, I would go to jail over somebody like that. I mean, that that's, that's definitely some wild shit that you had to endure. And, uh, and thankfully, you know, that light bulb did go off and you were able to remove yourself from that situation i know it had to be hard going through it and then even even harder to make the decision to leave such as you probably had the fear of the unknown going through your mind like like most do you know what i'm saying like you don't know what's on the other side of this shit, but you know it's got to be better than the fuck shit that i'm in right now you know what i mean and um so i i think your story alone is inspiring you know what I mean? Like, I feel like those that are listening to this will get the courage themselves to to leave whatever toxic situation that they're in, feeling like they couldn't make it. Mm -hmm. Because for you to go through so much, to be called 
uh, again, to the point where you thought bitch was your name, to like being bullied for your race, being bullied, period. Like, and being able to go through such um, turmoil within your marriage and in your life itself, and you found a way, you know, you found your steps to get out of there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I want to I wanna touch back into the, you know, to the Catholicism. Like, what are what are your views now on um, like religion for yourself and your um? I say for your for your kids. I do believe that there is a higher power. Um, I do believe um, a lot of situations I've prayed myself out of, um, and I feel like that was kind of you know part of the courage part is you know you have to believe in something, um, and so. I don't believe in going to a building and I don't believe in, um, like I learned that the Bible was written by, um, you know, like a lot of people, but that a Catholic, uh, priest or Pope had taken pieces out of the Bible and, you know, put pieces in and change, you know, the wordings and everything is what you perceive it to be. And me and you can read the same Bible, but we can take it differently. We can perceive it differently. And so how, how are we supposed to be within a religion if we're taking it completely different ways, you know? Um, so like I said, I, I do, I definitely believe in a higher power, but I don't believe the, a lot of the guidelines and I don't believe in a specific, you know, religion, um, per se. Right. Cause it's you know, a lot of contradiction too, you know, yeah. love your neighbor, but you can't like gay people. Like how do you love your neighbor? but they're gay you know um and then the other part is like god made everybody and god is love so you know god made gay people you know to love so there's just there's definitely a lot of contradicting um parts but um like i said i I just i definitely believe that there's a higher power and um, my kids do you know know that you know there's a god in heaven and they say their prayers but they don't go to church they don't know what catholic or christian or jehovah's witnesses are um you know they know love they know that right there are um you know it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that uh, me and my um me and my boy was at work and we were discussing you know the aspects about um the bible and i was sharing with him you know like you know again my my questions that that i have as far as like do you have a a literal view or an inspirational view of of what the bible is you know what i'm saying like i don't feel like i told what i told him is that i i and i told anybody else that i've that i've had this conversation with is that i don't feel like you know you can go wrong by um by reading the word you know what i'm saying uh of course me growing up in a christian uh a christian family uh or my mom i say my mom rather uh we're growing up in a house where you know we go and we go to church and the, the pastor explained to us that the Bible is basic information before leaving earth. And, um, you know, and then the stuff I would learn like through college and, and um, a, a, again, presenting historical facts of that, you know, that's going on, with, you know, from, from biblical, you know, from biblical times and stuff like that. And then like what the concept of what, of what church was, like it was a business uh, for, you know, firsthand and even, yeah. And then learning about, uh, yeah, the whole thing with the pope like the various popes and um you know what i'm saying seeing seeing the bible and taking things out and 
And, you know, it's just, uh, it, 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 draw, it definitely does bring about a lot of questions mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that, that, that um, I'm sure that can be answered. And, uh, you know, I, I find myself, and I'm pretty sure you do too, having to ask these questions. Right. And, 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 and why is it an issue to question, like, like the word, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you make, I don't like that people make God out to be like this, uh, this this almost like let's say like an evil husband or in like a or or an evil father that doesn't want to answer questions he is he knows all and he sees all right so he'll be able to you know he'll be able to give you those answers and uh, me personally i i do believe in god mm-hmm. you know and 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 things that uh in and, and, and things that you know that you go through um that i i feel like no explanation can be done except for uh, something from a higher power, and that's just and that's just me. And a lot of people don't don't believe in um, in God. Like my brother, my brother doesn't believe in um, doesn't believe in God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there, there's somebody, and you know, we came from a family that grew up, you know, uh, being 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 Christian. So a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that go about, and a lot of people make changes. They look at you differently when you have a different opinion than that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like it's almost like being on Facebook. You know what I mean? Mm. Like mm. people tend to unfriend you when you say some <laughs> shit that they don't agree with. Right. You know what I mean? So you start to look at people differently. But why not accept people? Uh, why not have unconditional love? Exactly. Like that and that's really how we're supposed to. That's what God gives. God gives unconditional love. Right. But like you said, um in the Bible it does talk about, you know, God gives us gay like basically gay people are an abomination mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and um and, and i will say this like uh and again because i i had a i had a show um that i did a random shit episode with uh, a group of a group of black gay men and i wanted them to give their story as to how they felt about being gay in america and and just like you know d- 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 different different views on that and i believe we touched on religion too um, with that, it's a definitely a good. It's a definitely a good listen. Um, I advise anybody that's listening to to check that out through the you know the YouTube channel and iTunes and even here like through Anchor. But um, it was you know it's just interesting to like hear people's different um, perspectives on things. The way I see it, we're gonna find out who's right and who's wrong when it's all over. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Like you know uh, what I'm saying? Like once we're like well, once we're dead and gone, you're gonna find out whether you were right. Whether you were wrong to believe whatever you believe, like if uh, if a gay if a gay person is um is considered like uh, if a if a person being gay is considered bad, so you, that's not for you to decide anyway. Exactly, that's up to God. You know what I mean? That's that's a that, I, I believe that's that's God's doing. It's not right. yours. Who are we to judge when we're not even per- perfect ourselves? And that's what he, we can. And that's what he speaks on. He does without saying cast the first stone. Uh-huh. But we are not to judge. We are we're not supposed to judge anybody. Because really, sin is all about what you believe in. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I just think that is, I just think that you should treat people with kindness. Just don't, just don't do, you know, just don't purposely do wrong. To like, just, just treat people with kindness. You know, I don't care. I don't care what the fuck you believe in, whether you're, whether you're Buddhist, whether you're a Catholic, whether you're Baptist, whether you're whatever, atheist, 
just treat people with kindness. I think that goes a lot further because there's a lot of people that go up in the church and praise God and come home and become the devil. Exactly. They're, they're so, the most judgmental people and they're yes. so nasty, you know, and, and yeah. have somebody that doesn't go to church, you know, and, and they can be so kind and give you sh the shirt off their back. And, you know, yeah. going back to, you know, like the Bible and stuff, um, there's actually a lot of inspirational quotes and there's a lot of um inspiring messages for whatever you're going through uh -huh. there was even a time when because uh, when i was um six i was uh, molested and then when i was seven i was raped by the same person wow. the, i was you know very confused and and i really believe you know like there's a like a passage for everything and uh there is in the bible for comfort you know for that and it's uh I believe it's Second Corinthians. I don't remember the exact verse. And like I said, I'm not like a super religious person, but you know, I, I do read the Bible for encouragement. And you know, there is messages, and it's it's more for comfort. Um, you know, and as you get older, your mind develops, so you'll perceive and you'll understand each verse, you know, differently. And I don't believe in luck. I believe in blessings. You know, like there's times where. I'm like, how the hell did I get out of that? And I'll look up in the sky. I'm like, I know that was you because there's no way in how I should have survived that or I should have got out of that or, you know, right. um, so I, I'm definitely blessed. And like I said, I still pray. I, I, I do believe that there is a higher power, um, for sure, you know, but so it sounds to me like myself that you're more spiritual than religious. Yes. You can say that. Absolutely. I, because I feel like. I feel like religion divides us. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah, I feel like I feel like religion divides us, and that, again, it's just um, my 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 thoughts on um, on on that. You know, on that, I I I would rather us be together than be divided. As that's just that's just me. I feel like we should just do we should just treat people with again just do right for others. We should help out our fellow neighbor, person, whatever you, whatever you call it. Like the issues right now that we're facing in America are due to division. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the, you got the left that's saying this is about the right and the right saying it's about the left. And everybody else is just pawns in this bullshit game. Right. You know what I mean? And I just feel like if we can, if we can make music together, if we can go to war together, that we should be able to live amongst each other without and, and with our differences you know what i'm saying right like like i feel like you know there was a sense of jealousy from like those kids that bullied you when you were younger mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like they they felt inferior um you know what i mean like for the fact for the simple fact that you know that they, they they perceived white to be better you know what i mean right because that's what the world i mean that's what america you know it's society is almost like painted this picture and a lot of things that do happen of course in life where it shows like being white has its privileges and uh, it, it can be rough sometimes so a lot you know a lot of times people that live in pain do hurtful shit mm -hmm. and hurt people hurt people right but you know hating on you is not going to change their situation right, right you know what i mean and you hating on them same you know vice versa and it's just a like you're you know i don't think uh, i mean by default i mean the way the way society be, be stupid to say that being being a certain race doesn't make you like have its privileges it 
it just bet it's just what it is. It's just the life that we've it's just the hands that we've been dealt. You know what I'm saying? That that white people, yes, do have a set of privileges, especially trying to make you know, make it in this in this world, like with a lot of the you know, the but the police shootings and things like that. It's just one of those it's just one of those things that, you know, you have to face and accept that this is how this is how life works. It's not it's not to say that white it's not white people's well the, the white the white people that don't understand why they're being looked at a certain way because like they're because they're white and they have this privilege it's not their it's not their fault per se but i mean they're in a they're in a position of of influence yeah. that they can change you know they can help change the narrative you know what i'm saying as far as like for other for other folks you know what i'm saying it's like you having like you a person i think i, I mentioned recently on a um on a, um, my most, I think it was the most recent episode I did of Two Cents Exclusives with uh, Brownwater Porter. Shout out to uh, to Rich, man, love you, bro. Uh, we 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 talked about like you find out a person's real character when they have the power. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like like when if you if you're in a position of where you have the leverage, how you treat people says everything about you. Absolutely. When you when you do that, so um, so if you're if you if you do have white privilege, then use it for good. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at what what went down when um, it was it was a bunch of white it was a bunch of white folk out in California, I think, and they locked arms in front of their black and brown protesters mm-hmm. because they knew they wouldn't fuck with them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that I thought that was dope. That's something that we need to see more of. You know what I mean? Like us coming together, have our differences in our culture differences in our seasonings for food and all that shit you know what i'm saying like um like if you're brown you, you cook your food this way you're black you cook your food this way you're white you cook your food this way some something white people don't use seasoning and um all you know brown people eat rice and black folk eat fried chicken you know all these bullshit ass um you know stereotypes right that come, become with just being um in society but let's just embrace each other's differences and uh, and learn to live amongst each other right. and, and not feeling like we're better you know what I mean? right absolutely because if we were all the same it would be so boring you know and yeah. that's just the beauty of life and that's the beauty of humans is we are all different um you know and that's what makes the rainbow different colors you know and it's a beautiful sight i think so. i think so too um like as far as like just seeing just seeing us all come come together during these times and you, you, you you're learning what people are made of when you see things like this like it's unfortunate like again you know we had that shooting the other night fucking 17 year old kid shoots uh two it was two white people yeah um for the protesting you know what i'm saying what happened to jay i think it's jacob blake is the guy's name mm-hmm. that was shot in the back seven times so you know it's just un- it's unfortunate but it's very telling it's a very telling of our system that um jacob blake get shot seven times and an individual who shot two people killed them is uh has still has his life mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's um you know it's very telling it's hard it's going to be hard for people who tried to come up and defend this shit to stay to defend this shit i i think that our um i think our system is fucked up our system is definitely is definitely fucked up, and we, we we need a change, and that's why they encourage uh, people to vote in the you know uh, this this November. 
I, on the other hand, I think I think local government is more impactful than the presidency. But I digress. And again, I don't know much about about politics. I'm still learning that as I go as I go further and seeing how the importance of it and how everything revolves. But definitely go vote, right. and uh, we'll see what the we'll see what the fuck happens. And it's uh, not going to change everything, but it's to start somewhere because you know, something something must be done. We don't okay. want the the leader of the free world to be using division, you know, you know, like the, the Napoleon strategy of war, uh, divide and conquer is not what we need right now. We need we need unity. Exactly. Is what is what we need. Um, so you know we got off on a got off on a tangent with that. So a lot of lot of down things. I want to get into something a little, I guess, a little bit more upbeat. What are some things that um, you like to do? And again, thank you, uh, thank you, Cole, for like sharing a lot of the the raw shit of your life you know what i'm saying because it it's it could you know for a lot of people it's, it's not easy for them to admit you know the harsh things that you did go through so i appreciate you sharing that with me and uh and our and our listeners i'm sure that they'll want to know more from you so but uh so speaking of that what are some things that you like to do for fun um i love to be outdoors um, I love to go hiking. I love to be at the beach and the lake. The water is my favorite place to be. I, you know, I spent a lot of time on the water and I grew up on the water. And I learned to love and respect, you know, the water um, as well. And it was, it was the first time that I was able to feel free. Um, and that's how I fell in love with the water. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I love California, you know, is because I can go to the beach and I can go to the lake. And I, there's so many beautiful destinations to hike. Um, and I also love, you know, to do art and everything with my kids. You know, I just love to see them play and, and just grow into, you know, beautiful human beings. Um, there's no perfect parent, but, you know, they always say you can always tell you did something right. You know, when you look at your children, you know, and you just see them, you know, my kids are just so loving and so nourishing and, uh, I always get compliments, you know, on how much they love and how nourishing they are and how kind they are. Um, so I just, I really do love being outdoors because they get to be them, you know, they get to be free. And and I think because I'm a mom, that's what I enjoy. I enjoy seeing my kids grow. I enjoy, you know, seeing my kids play and um, nature is beautiful, you know, and it's just, it clears the mind. And so anything outdoors, I love to do. I love to go fishing. Um, I love to be on like dirt bikes and boats and jet skis and you know just so much adventure that sounds great the water yeah i think the the water is um a way of relieving a lot of stress you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like the waves a friend of mine um isis jones um business business mogul fashion mogul at back in uh fort, fort lauderdale or pember pines whatever fucking call that shit down there and um in florida she me and her in our 20s we would always like i get off of work and she would say hey you want to go to the beach and we just sit at the beach and she taught me how like to listen to the ocean and like referred to the ocean as a her and like there's so many things it was just weird it's just you know you could she showed me like the anger that the like the waves have and stuff like that so it was it was just a, a neat experience so i can imagine just like for you um with your kids being out there in the water and you probably experienced some of the you know some similar things with you know with that 
you know, so. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite stories is uh, I was learning how to surf when I was younger. And um, I, you know, I, you just think you're like, you know, everything, you can handle everything like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and so I got caught in these waves and uh, I took a beating and I was, you know, I was struggling and I was trying to, you know, catch my air. And every time I came up to gas for air, like the wave would just pound on me, even when I was underneath water, like pounding, pounding, pounding. And for a second, I was fighting, I was struggling. And then all of a sudden, I just, I let go. I, I, I stopped fighting. I stopped trying to go up for air. I stopped trying to fight the wave. And it was the most freeing experience in my life. I, I just, I felt so nothing you know all the bad went away everything you know and i i felt like it was kind of like my life you know i had so much negative you know impact and stuff and and i was just i was fighting it and and that's why i was nasty um but then uh, like reading and learning self-love and stuff letting go um it's just i've turned my life into a positive i'm still learning you know don't get me wrong i'm, I'm still i have a little bit you know negativity but I have more positive than anything. And that's when I learned to love the ocean. I was like, oh, like it just, it felt so freeing. Like I just felt like chains and balls just come off of me. And I, I, I didn't even have them physically on, you know, but it just, it really did feel like the chains had just broken off my life. And I wanted to learn more, you know, and like I teach my kids nothing but love you know love their father and, and they do you know they don't look at him as a bad person and I, I don't want them to you know um that stuff happened to me but i'm not what happened to me i am what i've overcome and i i am that survivor and i don't have to be so hard you know um i am a very loving and nourishing person and i will give the shirt off my back to so many people but at the same time like i don't like people either <laughs> so it's it's a funny contradiction you know but like i said it, it's a learning experience and i i feel like i owe that to the ocean because it the, the really is you know that it can be a very angry ocean <laughs> like i was getting my ass whooped by some water <laughs> yeah. i was losing i was losing for a while until i just got <laughs> so exhausted and i was like yo like i'm going nowhere doing this you know yeah. it's, it's almost like a what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and expecting different results yeah exactly that, and that's what i was doing i was i was like man like whatever i'm doing is not working like i'm not getting out like i just keep drowning you know and i finally let go and i let the current push me in and you know i uh, came up for air as fast as i could and it, it was just the most beautiful moment and life turning um point in my life so being that you love the water what are some places that you like to visit in your life back home um oceanside um newport beach dana point um malibu is one of my most favorite beaches and i have a lot of uh, memories at still beach um, my aunt lived three blocks away um from the beach and we would go and you know we just we would walk to the beach and um even like you know my family is very toxic very uh strong very strong-willed and everybody has their own opinion so they were they were always fighting and i just remember like man like i don't want nothing to do with that and I would just you know walk away to Seal Beach and, and hit the pier the pier is my favorite walking in the sand you know especially at nighttime and just listening to the waves you know because like I said for that very moment everything goes away like you're not stressing 
the the bad goes away you know and it's just it's refreshing you know to think absolutely nothing and just just listen to what the waves have to tell you i want to use this platform to offer inspiration this is my way i feel of like giving back and creating a platform where people can listen to different people's stories and and learn from them so i want to ask you this was there any like like a song that kind of like I don't know, gave you inspiration to get out of your um, your struggle, whether it be a toxic relationship or just a, a rut that you faced in life that you could probably share with, uh, just one, I'll say one, one song that probably gave inspiration for you to like, like to keep going and motivated and to get out of your um, situation. Um, there, there is one and it's called a, uh... I don't know exactly what it's called, but I believe the title is With a Broken Wing, you know? Um, and I believe it's a country song. And um, it just talks about, you know, like, even though, you know, life is, is mean and with a broken wing, you still fly and, you know, be beautiful. Um, and it just says how she, you know, carried everything. So I, I definitely recommend, you know, that song for sure. All right. Right now, how's your mental health? Earlier, I was, you know, struggling, um, but definitely it's gotten better. Just um, kind of talking to you, really. <laughs> Just changing like it, it's almost like a distraction, you know, and yeah. Just thinking, you know, like being a voice, you know, because uh, people I have this these two girls in, in my um, inbox and they're just you know they're in a very toxic abusive relationship and and they can't leave they don't feel like they're strong enough to leave you know and um sharing my story with them has helped them you know tremendously and and one of them is almost out of their relationship so it's just like you can you know like relate and stuff and so hopefully inspiring somebody like you can escape you there is better for you like you don't have to put up with that stuff you know like uh, your life does go on and so just you know with the hopes of inspiring somebody um, and sharing my story I've just learned like I have a voice you know and and I do I want to help people and that's definitely changed my mental health from like the slumps to being stronger you know like I am a badass bitch like I got out of a very toxic situation like I said I uh, it was you know I could have got him for premeditated uh, murder and I had a call my sister and we planned we planned my death if, if I was to die you know where my kids would go if I had to you know get my ass beat one more time where my kids would go and you know a plan and everything and thank god like I survived and other people can survive too uh, you know um, it's hard to feel strong right now but I was not as strong as I am today you know um, back then either like I was in a relationship you know for 10 years and I took it for 10 years and uh, it doesn't have to be like that practice um you know you practice gratitude right um a lot more and it helps you going forward because i used to be so quiet about it i i was ashamed you know i just i felt so weak and i never spoke you know even when people were like sharing their experiences and you know raise your hand me too there was a forward uh this movement me too and um i i didn't respond you know because i didn't I just felt like, well, this is going to just grab attention to me. And, you know, I don't want people to feel sorry for me at all. You know, yeah. um, and um, that's why I never shared my story, because I was like, I don't I don't want sympathy. I don't want people to be like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, because, yes, it sucks. But you know what? Like, I'm a very strong individual and so are my kids. 
and yeah. they don't even remember you know a lot of that stuff and I'm, I'm very grateful of that but you know um people that have had the same experiences are what got me through you know everything and so now hearing these you know girls in my inbox that are going through a toxic relationship I'm like look I wish I would have called the cops I wish I would have been stronger than I wish I would have known my inner strength you know and I'm telling you like this is what I wish I would have done this is what you can do this is what I did this is what worked this is what didn't work you know um so definitely talking about it now um I feel much more confident you know and stronger um about it I'm not so timid um, to say yes me too um, because you're not alone and I remember going through that I, I did feel alone you know I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody and I felt like I would be judged but when I hear like other people's experiences it's just like man like this sucks but you are not alone like we need to come in unity and be stronger together you know um, I have a very strong support system now and that has got me through a lot of things. And I wish I had a, a support system then because I wouldn't have taken it for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people don't don't realize how, how important having a support system um, it is, you know what I'm saying, and what, and what it can do for you. And, and uh, even more, a lot of people don't realize the amount of um, like power that they have within to overcome it, you know what I mean? Because it's great, yeah, it's great to have a support system, but everything you need to leave your situation is, is it lies within, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's like, you have to, you just have to find a way to believe in yourself. And I hope that okay. people that are listening to this understand that, you know, so you don't want to wait on somebody to save you. It's in it, it, some, some cases it, the, it, it does happen that way. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't happen at all, but a lot of times you got to find that courage within to pull yourself out of your situation. Some way, somehow, you have to have a um, a growth a growth mindset that you can figure shit out and not fix that thinking that this is just the way it is and this is how my life is going to end. Because that is where that is where suicidal thoughts come in. Absolutely. So we we have to yes we have to be there for each other. Um, and 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 even having this with this pot this podcast and you know having you on the podcast here is going to help i, I want to say so many uh, across the world you know that are able to um that are that are privy to listen to this this show and share your story um with um with other people so i think this is gonna i think it's really gonna be great um for for you and and others alike that have similar stories. So, like I said, Cole, I, I appreciate you being on being on the show. You know what I mean? It's like you know, even it's you know, again, us doing this like late late night thing. You know, it's a little time difference and whatnot. But you know, it's just like great to have such great conversation. Um, with, you know, with, with you and being able to talk about something so raw that uh, that people can relate to. So, like I said, I appreciate you really um, sharing that. Every, everything with us all right so what type of music you listen to um i listen to just about every single type of music um out there um i i don't do like metal or screaming or anything um but i i listen to a lot of hip-hop um reggaeton like uh puerto rican music um my very favorite like when i just feel like i can't get out of things um 
I love R&B. Like, I love old R&B, like 80s and 90s R&B. That is my go-to. That is my most absolute favorite. But then I also love, you know, that 80s country. Because it's all about love, you know? Like, making love and having, like, this beautiful life. And um, it's possible. You know, it is possible to have that beautiful life and and be loved and, and be loved and give love, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they say in order to have friends, you have to be friendly. In order to have love, you have to love. Right. You know, so... That's one of those one of those things you have to check your ego at the door and realize it's not about you. Exactly. And that you um, you set have you set healthy boundaries in order to get healthy friendships and healthy relationships. And that's I mean, you we you have to forgive yourself for what you didn't know when you were younger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like whatever before, and that's the hardest shit ever. Be like until you forgive yourself, you're probably gonna beat yourself up. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. In many ways, you know what I mean. Like, uh, it, it's it's astounding how like it comes out. Like again, you because you 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 have negative talk, so much negative talk, and of course, like for those of us who are you know believing um, like mental health and therapy and stuff like that, you learn that negative talk is like a recipe for disaster. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It keeps you in slump. So, you know, definitely, definitely got to um, speak, you know, speak more positive to yourself. Like, that's the one person, like, if you wouldn't tell a friend that shit, you shouldn't tell yourself that shit. You got to be your best friend. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Music was. All right. So you said uh, your go your go to was uh, was was, eight, was like 80s and 90s R&B. Yep. Give me three, three joints, three joints right now. <laughs> right, right, right off the dome. It was He Sweat Twisted. Right. Uh, Pony by Genuine. And uh, oh, what's another one is my favorite. I believe I can fly. It's so cheesy, but you know what? You have to believe. You just, you have to spread your wings, soar, and go, you know? Well, yeah, you do You do have to believe in pissy ass R. R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that, that, you can, that you can fly. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I, yeah, I don't spread. have to like him to like his music. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just all, that's always going to be like the, unfortunately, there's always an asterisk by um, black entertainers, unfortunately. Like what people think of, they, like it overshadows their um, their accomplishments in a sense. It shouldn't, but it does. It does do that. Like you know, with Chris Brown, no matter how many records Chris Brown comes out with, he hit Rihanna. Right. No matter how well, well OJ is a different fucking ball. That's a different animal. But like all the running, all the touchdowns and rushing yards that OJ, OJ did, he's uh, he's a he's a murderer. That, that that got off. You know what I mean? Like it's always gonna be like that asterisk. And R. Kelly's gonna be, you know. We saw you. We saw you piss on a little girl. That's that's um that's what it, that's what it was. Um, but yeah, that definitely was you know big big records, big big records. That's good. You know I like you know I I, I like hearing um different um you know like that like like people's different taste in music and stuff like that as far as what they what they like and, and like in genres. So I'm gonna run off some like some quick stuff to you. You just say. It's gonna be like a either or type, like a or thing or whatever. So like, I guess something since like Coke or Pepsi. Pepsi. Let's see, Doug or Rugrats. Rugrats. All right, Young and the Restless or Bold and the Beautiful. Uh, Bold and Beautiful. All right, my my grandma gonna have something to say about that. Yeah. Price <laughs> is Right or Family Feud. Family Feud. Uh, football or basketball. Football. 
You got you got my girl right there. <laughs> that's it's, it's, that's what it's got to be. Are you more prone? Okay, I'll give you this last one, and it's gonna be it's, it's a touchy one. Are you more prone to turn to um like turn to therapy, or you turn to church for uh, when you're going through something? That one is a tough one. I yeah, I have had um I don't want to say bad experiences with therapy. Uh, I personally don't think that therapy is for me i do suggest other people you know try therapy and because it everything is not for everybody you know there's there's different um coping mechanisms there's different um you know ways of thinking i would actually read you know like self-help books more than anything and shoot church if i don't have to be in a building you know i would definitely go to prayer over um therapy any day um, like I said, I just I, I was in therapy for such a long time uh, when I was younger, and I, I don't feel like it helped me. Like talking about things didn't help me, you know, because it's like okay, like uh, I know I know that I'm hurting, I know that I'm angry, I know, you know, and, and uh, they couldn't even tell me why I was so angry until um, I turned 18, and uh, there's this guy. He said, "You can't come to me." I said, "Excuse me, like I'm paying you, you know, like I'm trying to help myself." He say, well, you don't trust men and you don't trust people saying, you know, like, oh, you shouldn't have, you know, gone through that because, um, you know, my dad walked out of my life and disowned me um, to my face. You know, my brother beating on me, you know, being uh, raped and molested at such a young age. All guys, all guys, you know, and um, I didn't feel like there was any coping mechanisms. And it's just like, how how do we overcome these things? And I, I found that a lot in um self-help books where people went through the same experience and what has helped them because not like if, if something works for me it's not going to work for you you know but you can pick and choose things that I did do that might help you you know like um let's say art for instance I can color with markers I can paint I can um, color with colored pencils and nothing works for you except for maybe paint I definitely encourage people to try therapy and, and see if that is what they do. Um, I don't like going into a building, but I do pray my ass off, you know. Um, some people tell me that I'm lucky and I always tell them I'm not lucky, I'm blessed because you don't even know how hard I prayed. Um, so that one, I guess I, I would say church <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah that sounds, that's what it sounds like to me. You know, one hell of a testimony. Right. One hell of a testimony. But I, I don't I don't discourage therapy either. You know, um, it has worked wonders for people in my family and it has worked wonders for my friends. Um, but it was just always, you know, how do you feel? And you shouldn't have had to go through this. And just like, I, I understand, you know, thank you for your sympathy. But, you know, it... I get more help for people that have experienced it, you know, because they and they don't sugarcoat anything. They don't feel sorry for you, you know, like, I'm sorry you went through that, but let's be strong. Like, you can get through this. You will get through this. You know, this is what has helped me. Let's see what we can do to help you, you know, and there was never any coping mechanisms um, through therapy uh, for me. So I, maybe I just, I didn't find the right therapist or, you know, the right psychologist. So like I said, I don't discourage it. I, I, I do highly encourage it. It just, it's not for me. Uh, before we conclude this uh, very insightful interview, I must say, 
Um, I, I really think a lot of people are gonna love love your story. I like the, with the interview with Rome show. I like to give the the, the guests that um, the opportunity to ask anything you want. At least two two questions. Okay. Two 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 questions. Anything anything you want, and I gotta answer it. <laughs> so whatever whatever it is, you know. So um, the floor is yours. Um, any two questions that you wanna um, that you wanna ask ask me. Um, I'll, it's yours. What inspired you to do podcast? You know what's funny? That's the that's the most chosen <laughs> question every time on this. But I have no problem telling this, you know, telling why. Um, you know, I saw myself. I was always having these conversations at work with my friends um, Teresa and, and Julie. Shout out to shout out to TT and Jay. Um, we we would have these conversations all the time, like literally go off for hours on end. And they were like, you know what? You should do a, you should do a radio show or, well, or something. I don't know if they said podcast. I don't even know if podcast was like big at the time. I was like, yeah, you should do like a, like something, you know, sim- you know, something similar to like a podcast. And I, because I had a fixed mindset about it, I was like, I'm, I don't know how to do a radio show. I don't know. I would, I wouldn't know where to begin. And um, I realized that, I could use the the platform to to help others and truthfully when I first started it started out as a selfish thing though it was like me um doing this to like build a monument to myself Mm -hmm. and it reflected in my work so I had to reevaluate what I was doing how I was treating people and and realize that it's not about me you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you you know, you've been wanting to get that that limelight since you were a kid and it's bigger than you. Right. You know what I'm saying? In a fixed mindset, you, you you focus on being the star. I don't care about being the star mm-hmm. anymore. And now it's more about like what can I do to help somebody that's listening to this and, and how can they be inspired? How can they be motivated so that they can go out and do things that they felt that they couldn't do. Similar to your story, and somebody listening to it is probably going through it, they're like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this toxic situation. So that's what inspires me. Inspires me is being the voice of people who felt like they didn't have one or don't have one, and knowing that they can they can make it. You know what I mean? They can they can make it out of their situation. So I um I hope that answers the question, um, and in and, you know, in depth, you know, mm-hmm. and your la- and your last one, my dear. What is your favorite football team? San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, got a got a got a ride for my squad. Got a got a ride for them. You know, good or bad, still feel some type of way about about us uh, losing in the goddamn Super Bowl, <laughs> twenty one points in um, in five minutes to uh, to Kermit. Kermit shut it down, um, and yeah, that, I mean, you know, it's whatever. Like, I, you know, you see, I'm, 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 I'm loyal to them. I'm just gonna, ride, I just ride, ride for them because I've been a 49er fan since I was a little kid, and I picked it up from my, you know, my older cousin Richard, who was a 49er fan at the time, mm-hmm. who has then switched teams <laughs> because that's just how, uh, how things go. But um, I don't know. I guess I just kind of stuck with it. You know what I mean? And um, it's worked itself out. I mean, it's fun. I just love the NFL. The NFL o- o- overall 
I follow I follow everybody really in football. Everybody but my team because I don't like the letdown um, that comes with uh, with with being a San Francisco 49er fan. It's hard. It's heartbreaking because I mean a lot of people were feeling Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo when he first got there. I was like, oh look, he's you know he hasn't lost yet. He hasn't lost yet. Right, right. All right, give it. Give it, give it time, motherfucker. You know, um, you know, let's see what, let's see what happens. How he responds to adversity, and uh, I, I think for the most part he did all right. I'm not gonna put that all. On. I'm not gonna put that all on him. I think that goes back to coaching, again. But you know, we shall, uh, you know, we shall rise again. I think so, and um, I don't even know if we're gonna have a goddamn season. But uh, whatever, I mean, whatever happens, uh, it's, yeah, it's just gonna be. It's just weird watching sports without actual fans there i mean basketball's got the the digital fans you can pay like so much money to um to like to have your face shown as somebody in the crowd i'm not paying money for that shit right but um yeah 49ers 49ers definitely the 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 favorite football team those are two those are two good um great good good questions and I don't think, uh, you know, what's funny, even though you've asked that the very similar question, I've never answered it like that. I've never told, I've bared how the fact that, again, I was being very uh, selfish and self-centered with um, with the podcast and stuff. So, I mean, that's I, I think that was great. That was great timing um, to do that. So, I guess what, um, I guess, yeah, so now, shit, we, yeah, do you want to give out your social social media anything? I mean, uh, on Instagram, I'm just so go go, um, <laughs> and that's what I stand by. Um, on my Facebook, it's you know Courtney Ramirez. Um, oh, what is my Snapchat? I believe my Snapchat is Alpha underscore Coco Five. <laughs> it's always entertaining. My there's never a dull moment in my life, especially yeah. this day. Uh, we provide the most entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Is there um I got I got yeah before we close out is there anything inspirational you wanna you wanna leave or or, say, or anything you wanna say before we before we close out Yeah absolutely um just you have to believe in yourself and believe that you are enough you are worthy and it's it's you're beautiful not just a man or a woman you know everybody you you really are a beautiful person um, wear your own cape and own that shit you know slay like the king and queen that you were born to be. You know, we weren't born to fit in. We were born to shine. So you got to shine like only, um, you know, I'm going to shine like only Coco can shine. And I always, I'm so Coco. It's the one and only, it's me. You know, got to hype myself up. Right. <laughs> and that's what you got to do. Love yourself. Um, it's the hardest thing to learn. But love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Hey. All right. All right. Y'all heard Coco. This is wrong. We out of here. Yeah.